I've made it no secret that while I can talk a mean social media game, I know all the tricks and all the things to do, that I don't always do those things for myself. And I gotta tell you, this past week, I, I screwed up. I did. I was shown the power of social media inbound engagement and customer service and just how much it affects my bottom line and probably your bottom line as well through a small but, you know, kind of painful mistake. And I want to talk about it and some things that you can use from my experience to better your social media strategy and make more money online. April 29th. Hi, Latasha. Hope you're well. I got recommended your how to become a social media manager course. Are you still offering it as I can't seem to find it on your website? Also, I have some other more specific questions that I'm going to ask here. May 8th, a whopping eight days or so, give or take later. Hey there, here's the answer to your very specific question. Also, I'm running a flash sale on my bundle, which contains the how to become a social media manager course. Let me know if you'd like me to grab you the link. Hope that helps. Let me know if you have any other questions. May 9th. Hey, thanks for getting back to me. I've actually purchased a course from someone else as I didn't get a reply, but thank you. I'll definitely check out your training if I need more help later. Uh, womp, womp, womp. I didn't tank my business or anything, but one, I didn't serve somebody who needed help. And two, yeah, I lost out on about a hundred bucks in revenue by dropping the ball. And listen, we cannot realistically expect anybody to be sitting by their phones 24 seven, just waiting for direct messages to come in. That's why I have an email address. That's why it's linked in that Instagram account. If people have, you know, urgent questions, but the fact of the matter is today's customers expect responses on social media and they expect them fast. According to one report, over 65% of social media users across three different platforms expect brands to respond regardless of whether the initial outreach from the consumer was via private message or public post. And in that same report, it shows that about half of social media users expect brands to respond within three hours, three hours. Oh my goodness. I am not doing that. I'm going to be honest. If you've DM'd me recently, I apologize. But listen, today I want to take some time to talk about just that inbound engagement or customer service responses, as well as another form of engagement, which is outbound engagement. This is kind of the magic cherry on top that you can use to help your social media posts gain wider reach and impact more people because a lot of us seem to think, myself included, that if you create really good content, that just good things will come. People will find you. And this is just not the world that we're living in nowadays. You really have to bring people to you and outbound engagement is a great way to do that. So first let's talk about inbound engagement or this dropped ball that I just had. Here's the thing. It is hard for me, especially when I'm in a season like I am right now where I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm just feeling like I want to be a little bit more, you know, touching grass, if you will. It's hard to keep up with this. Uh, I'll be honest, but you run a business. If you run a business, you need to keep up with it. It is just a part of doing business. 
Now, there are certain things that you can do, like you can put, you know, email me if you need support in your Instagram bio, for example, if that's the channel that you prefer to help people through. But at the end of the day, listen, people are still going to contact you through your DMs. This is just something that you cannot escape. I believe me, I've tried. So something that really helps me is one, using a tool to manage these customer service inquiries. There's just something about pulling out my phone that just takes me out of my real life, you know, and just into kind of a dark place. Sometimes I'll be honest, especially if you're a social media manager who's managing multiple brands, that can just be a lot on you, a lot of pressure, a lot of overwhelm on you. So using a tool to manage your inboxes can be extremely helpful. And you all know that my favorite tool for social media management, social media scheduling, content calendars, analytics is Metricool. And yes, they also have a fantastic inbox feature as well. So I wanna show you how this works really quick. You'll just log into your Metricool account and click on inbox. From there, you'll be able to connect all of your brand accounts and choose which accounts you'd like to view the inbox for. What's really cool about this is that you can view almost all of your social media platforms in one place, as opposed to having to log into Twitter and then log into YouTube, then log into Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. You can actually see them all in one place, or you can filter by platform if you just wanna check Instagram in that moment, or just wanna check Twitter, or just wanna check YouTube. You can also use the search function, which is really cool. So like if I wanted to search for course, for example, and we'll see if anybody is talking about my course, maybe they have specific questions about a course or they're leaving testimonials that I want to highlight or pin or, you know, make sure that I respond to things like that. You can also resolve your inquiries, which is nice because you know, now that I know something has been handled, if I have other team members coming in, they're not going to have to go back and do double duty and respond to those people as well. And, or just for myself. So I can get a visual representation that that question or problem has been addressed. It is so incredibly helpful. And if you're a loyal Freelance Friday podcast listener, you probably know that Metrical is one of our sponsors here. They have an amazing free plan and their inbox does support many of the key platforms just on the free plan alone, which is amazing. But if you want to try some advanced features, you should definitely check out their pro plan and you can get 30 days free on their pro plan with my code Latasha at the link in the show notes. They have so many fantastic pro features. So again, be sure to use the code Latasha at the link in the show notes to get 30 days free on any of their premium plans. Okay. So using a tool is my first tip, but the next thing is that you need to just work this into your routine. Honestly. Now, if you have very low traffic to your accounts or your client does, you might not have to be checking your inboxes, you know, 24 seven every hour, but you should at least be checking in once a day. And if you're using a tool like Metricool and just can just click on the inbox tab, you have everything done in one full swoop. So you're not missing anything. It doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to respond to everything, but you're at least able to look out for those big questions, those questions that are either going to get you in trouble or make you money. So you can just keep an eye out for those customer service type responses once a day, I think at minimum. Now, when I was working for a large fortune 500 company, 
uh, in their marketing department, I was, I always just had their inbox up in a tab on my screen because they were getting so many customer service responses. So you have to kind of gauge how much traffic you're getting and especially how many customer service type questions you're getting in so you can adjust your timing accordingly. And I already mentioned this briefly, but you should also be delegating. If you are getting so many responses that you just can't keep up with them, that message that I just read to you, that is something that I easily could have had somebody on my team being sure to check in on my inboxes, but guess what? I'm stubborn and it cost me money and it might be costing you money as well. So work with a social media manager or even a virtual assistant who can check your inboxes regularly. If that's something that you're consistently dropping the ball on. And before you hire that member of your team, you should make sure that you create some type of a standard operating procedure for this task. And an SOP for customer service on social media in particular should also have an escalation plan within it. So let me explain what those things are. So an SOP is basically just a step-by-step document that explains what we do when. So, hey, when somebody comes in and they have a question about a course, here is the response that we can send them. And I always like to just basically have a response guide with sort of a script, just making sure to coach my team member that they know that they should be customizing it. They should be using the person's name. They should be signing off with their name. They should be adding a nice, Hey, how are you doing? Hope you're having a nice day. Kind of pleasantries onto it to make it sound like it's written by human and not a robot. But I have all of those responses listed out in a document for anything that we get, you know, frequently. And then you should also have an escalation plan. And this is basically what you do when there is an emergency. What do you, what do we do when somebody says, Oh my gosh, I took your course. It was the worst thing ever. I am suing you. I need a refund this second. I need help, you know, and they're just flipping out, right? What do you do in that situation? Especially if it's somebody who is taking care of this for you, they might not have the ability to send through a refund or diffuse a situation like that. When you're working with clients, this is something that I certainly had to do at previous jobs and working with clients, especially if they were in any type of sensitive industries, like a school, like a place where people work, like a doctor's or dentist's office, any type of thing like that, where there's going to be sensitive information. If we were to get threats, for example, at one of my past jobs, there was a whole list of people that I had to screenshot the email, forward the email to, I had to send it to, you know, a security department, a legal department, a uh, CEO of the company sometimes, depending on how severe it was. So make sure that you have a plan for what happens if something goes wrong. And if you are working with a client, this is just something that should be a part of your sort of onboarding conversation. Um, just laying it out there. Hey, who should I reach out to if somebody is making a threat or somebody is wants a refund or somebody is really unhappy? What are the steps that I should take? Something else that you can consider doing with some of those sort of scripts or that customer service guide is add them in to autoresponder features, which are available on a lot of the social media platforms, not all of them, but you know, Instagram, they have the ability to create saved replies so that if I just type in like course, and maybe that's the prompt for it, I can automatically pre-populate a list of all of my courses and a description of them because I get the question a lot, like which of your courses should I take? So that way I could easily just be responding to people without having to copy and paste or find those links every single time. You could also experiment with something like a chat bot. 
chatbots like ManyChat, for example, allow you the ability to basically have conversations with people who come in through your DMs and make sure that you're pointing them in the right direction. So these are all kind of next level things that you can do to help automate your customer service responses. Again, these are great if you're getting a very high volume. If you're getting a lot of people reach out to you, you can make a lot of um, impact and a lot of money by really making sure that you are addressing all of those inbound messages. So let's talk about outbound engagement because this is huge. Like I said, a lot of us think, hey, I created really good content and they'll just come, right? If I create good enough content, people will come to me and that is just not how it always works. Now, uh, you know, I always say that creating content is about half of the battle, which is hard. It's a hard one to hear because creating content is a lot of work and we put our heart and soul into it. And we all just want to believe that, you know, good things will come if we create good things, but it doesn't always work that way. So the first thing that I'm going to recommend that you do is identify some target keywords or hashtags that you are going to essentially, uh, have conversations with on a regular basis. So let's say that I am a dating coach. I'm a, a coach for people who want to find partners. Well, I might be looking at a hashtag like single and thriving or something like that, or, um, looking for love. I'm just making these up. These could be terrible hashtags, but I'm going to, I'm going to look through Instagram, look through TikTok, look through whatever platforms that I'm active on and just see what the quality of those hashtags look like. And by that, I mean, are there a lot of people posting in that hashtag and is it high quality content? You know, is it not just like weird scammy, like dating ads, or is it actually people who look like they are trying to document their journey, finding a partner or something. I don't know if that's something someone would document. This is the weirdest example ever, but just stick with me. You could also use a tool. Metricool does have this hashtag search engine in their premium plan. So you could use that to search for some of those higher quality hashtags that are pretty well populated, but at the same time are not so overwhelming. So then jot down those hashtags, figure out what your key hashtags are that you're going to monitor. If you have my social media management toolbox, which is linked below the YouTube video at least, uh, that also has a hashtag library that you can use and customize. So my clients really love this tool because they can save all of their hashtags in there and then refer back to them really easily. So that's something you can check out as well. And then you may want to do this with accounts as well. So if there are particular competitors, I don't really love that word, but I, I don't think there's another great word for it, but people who are also in your industry. So again, if I'm using this dating coach example, I might look at another popular dating coach. I don't know any, but let's pretend her name is Laura. So dating coach Laura over here, I might actually put her down as, you know, somebody who I want to have conversations with, be active in her comments and, or start to sort of borrow followers from, and I'll tell you how you do that in a second. And the third thing that you're going to want to do is make sure that you're monitoring your own user tags. So when people tag you in posts and also monitoring your own hashtags. So if I'm dating coach Latasha, I might be looking up my hashtag, my name, 
uh, Latasha James or dating coach Latasha or whatever my brand is, because that's traffic that we often forget about, or those are mentions kind of that we often forget about. They're not directly tagging us, but they're people who are talking about us. And we want to make sure that we are having conversations that we're responding to those people for good or for bad. You know, a lot of times they might have a customer service concern or they might be, you know, creating basically user generated content about us. So from there, you want to schedule time to do something with all of these hashtags and users that we've come up with. And here's what you're going to want to do. Well, for the hashtags, you're just going to want to spend some time going through those and looking for high quality content or, or content that relates to whatever it is, whatever solution it is that you're providing. So if I'm a web designer, I'm gonna look for people who are talking about my website sucks, I need a better website, things like that. If I'm um, a physical therapist, I'm gonna look for people who talk about having injuries, I suppose, that they need to resolve. And you're just gonna go through and leave genuine, kind, you know, comments onto their posts. You can do this on basically any of the platforms on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, even I think people forget about this a lot on YouTube, but it's a huge way to grow and start to make friends and just become top of mind for people. Now, I think the big secret here is that you've got to do this genuinely. We have all seen the people in the YouTube comments who are like making these weird, like financial claims or coach, blah, 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 saved me and helped me find a husband. And like, you don't want to be that type of engager, if you will. You want to genuinely watch content and reply to it and call out specific things from their videos or their content that you liked. And yes, this takes time. You know, there's no secret to it outside of like automating it and using a bot, which I don't recommend. So yeah, it takes time, but forming relationships, genuine relationships with people also takes time. And that's all that this is. That's all that you're doing. The same thing goes for other accounts. So it's obvious that if there are people who are maybe in your industry, who you want to make friends with that just engaging with them directly, following them, sharing their stuff into your Instagram story, for example, or retweeting or resharing on LinkedIn, you can remix their content and, you know, create content based off of their TikToks or their Instagram reels. These are all great ways to catch people's attention. But here's the thing, like a lot of times people can be a little bit uh, territorial of their niche. If I'm a dating coach and you're a dating coach, I don't want you to steal my clients and vice versa. And definitely somebody who is larger and more established might not want to like give up space on their profile to highlight little old me. So it's unfortunate, but this is just the way it is sometimes. So you may want to do one of two things. One, target others who are in aligning industries. So if I am a social media manager, I might try to make friends with web designers or SEO people who are likely going to have some overlap in their clientele, meaning if you're building a new website for somebody, chances are they have a new business, so they might need to promote that new business on social media. Or if they're investing in SEO, they might also want to invest in Facebook ads and so on. You can also kind of borrow audiences. So if I go into, again, let's pretend I'm dating coach Latasha, I go into dating coach Laura's 
followers or into her comments and see who's, who tends to be pretty active in her comments. And if there are any uh, maybe people who follow her who look like somebody who I'd want to work with, you can then go to their account and leave genuine comments and, you know, start engaging with those followers. Now, of course, I think there is an ethical and a not so ethical way to do this. If it's like people who are posting about her and saying, oh my gosh, I love my coach. I'm actively working with her. I just think that's a little slimy to go out and try to actively like poach clients. But if they're just followers, if they're just people who are reacting to some of her motivational posts and things like that, you know, um, I, I personally think that's fine. I mean, people do that to me all the time. So I don't know. What do I know? Lastly, this is also something just like inbound engagement that you can absolutely delegate hire a social media manager, hire a virtual assistant, outsource it to somebody who's already on your team and have them just spend some time doing exactly what I mentioned to you. Cause there, this is a time consuming piece and it may or may not always be in your best interest to be spending, you know, an hour a day or however much time you assign to this you know, doing this, but I will say it really can help your account grow. I'm going to give you a challenge for this week's episode, and that's to just find five target hashtags in five target accounts that you want to start engaging with and see if you can catch any of their attention. See if spending, you know, let's just start with like 20 minutes a day engaging. If that moves the needle for you at all, I have a feeling it will. And I hear from people over and over again, that just adding in a little bit of engagement into their social media strategy really helps them achieve their goals. So I'm going to give you that challenge and let me know in the comments on YouTube. If you plan to participate, I would love to hear from you. Anyway, I really hope that this episode was helpful. If it was, please be sure to let me know. You can review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I appreciate this person who has already done so. You could also subscribe to the podcast on any of those platforms as well as on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please do leave me a thumbs up, comment below. And thank you again to Metricool for being a loyal sponsor of the Freelance Friday podcast. Be sure to check them out in the show notes and I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye.